0: Hey, I'm Nick, and I'm from Tribe of Azuzu, and you're listening to Brutally Delicious. Hey there you are good to see you good to see you too where
1: are you located you guys up in canada
0: yeah what part uh toronto oh
1: okay nice my partner's from toronto he couldn't make it today but he lives up there as well right on nice get some of the
0: stuff out of the way here
1: yeah no worries thank you for taking the time yeah no problem
0: thanks for doing this
1: so let's talk about tribe of Pazuzu. did I get that right yes sir I was I was worried I was gonna butcher it um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this except that blasphemous prophecies is heavy as fuck I'm loving it appreciate it yeah I've been jamming that all morning um, what's it been like uh, what's been the response to it so far
0: uh, still early actually uh, I've seen just only one review uh, actually a couple of just small, small quick reviews uh basically uh, just uh on the one single so uh i haven't heard too much feedback yet so i'm kind of excited to see what what sir was thinking
1: it's um i mean it's heavy as hell but it's also got a pretty heavy message as well oh yeah Um, i mean i would think right it's it's pretty much the times i believe right maybe i'm interpreting it wrong but it's very i was Uh, envisioning the times that we're living in
0: as i'm reading the lyric video right right sure yeah for sure i see that uh i guess that's uh just one of those things i was thinking more of like uh thinking nostradamus and thinking of like you know prophecies and stuff like that of like a, you know for the uh for the lyrics and stuff like that and it does tie in with what's going on like it's a you know everyone's very unsure of what's going on and what's going to happen right. and, and everybody's yeah. got their
1: own predictions and everybody's yeah yeah and every right yeah. that's interesting about music right so you write a song <laughs> And you've got one thing in mind, but when it gets out there to you know people wherever in their houses in India, it takes on a whole new meaning, right?
0: Right. True. Yeah. I did see one person uh, comment on the video saying how the lyrics could be almost interpreted as uh, like a Christian song, and uh, and I didn't think about that until after until he mentioned that, and it's just like uh, it's, it's it doesn't really go one way or the other, or you know, just so like, like the the book just kind of the a book of revelations Sorry.
1: So, like a book of revelations kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's interesting so when you guys are writing are you guys able to write together are you guys all writing you know in the same room are you bouncing things back and forth or is it mostly just you and uh your partner yeah
0: yeah it's just uh just me in my uh, home studio I just uh just writing usually late at night after work you know coming up with stuff and uh just piecing it all together and uh then I present it to everybody you know in the band uh who's gonna work on it and uh we just go from there so I haven't really written with anybody at all oh really you know, so you just do it all <clears throat> yeah pretty much yeah
1: nice and then you just email the parts or do you eventually get to jamming
0: it together in a room we've never jammed in a room together wow. ever I, i've jammed with uh, randy a couple times only to uh uh you know just to go over and everything like i send him all the tabs and stuff Right. And uh, then uh, we just uh, there's little finer points that I'd like to you know go over. So I got him to come down and uh, we go over that stuff. And uh, it's only mm-hmm. usually one meeting that we have. And uh, then we we're off to Montreal. So <laughs> to, oh, record to record the record. album. Yeah. Nice.
1: So uh, I saw you have a bunch of guest appearances on the on the record.
0: Yeah, have we have a couple, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
1: How did those come about? Are you friends with those people or did you just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Out?
0: Definitely. Yeah. Um, I've known both those guys for, uh, you know, like Luke and Jorgen from at least from uh, 89, 90, 91, you know, from, you know, playing shows and, uh, you know, just knowing these guys in the scene and playing shows with them and everything. And uh, <coughs> crossing paths quite a few times. Uh, so uh, when it came to do the album, I was, I was talking to Christian, uh, who, was, who was producing the album. Uh, we were at his place and uh, we were talking about the Gorguts album, uh, the Coloured Sands. Mm-hmm. And just how amazing it was, <laughs> you know, just like right. it's one of those uh, albums, just blew us away. And uh, we were talking about that, and uh, and I mentioned to him that I tried to get Luke for a previous EP uh, to do some backups, but uh, it was a little bit lost in translation because I was dealing with uh, the the guy who runs their Facebook page, and uh, you know, he had to send the message to right. Luke, and you know, he's incredibly busy these days. Uh, so, and it was very short notice too for the last EP, so uh they just kind of just you know have it, it didn't really come about so i, I talked to christian this time we we're just we we're just kind of throwing it around just like you know just mentioning it and then he goes oh you want you want to get luke and then he's just like just, just, okay. just calls him up and he's like hey i got nick here And he's like oh fuck, i love nick you know I, i'd love to do something with him you know and i'm just like Oh, he's like he was very uh had a lot of praise and uh it was just like uh, you know it's been a while since i talked to him. he has been really busy and right. you know just different paths over the years but uh you know just good to hear that these guys are you know still holding in high regard our friendship and our uh, you know our work together and uh, right. the the work that we do and they they were no matter how busy they were they were incredibly uh you know uh, forthcoming on uh, just uh, working on this with me and uh, I was really uh you know happy about that and excited about that and jorgen was the same way too he was very busy and uh, he just said uh yeah for you anything no problem you know i'd love to do it because i guessed it on a torture division song like 10 years ago oh really uh, yeah and uh he wanted me to uh, jorgen wanted me to sing on it and so i did a track and then he put a pitch shifter on it like i didn't get to do all that stuff uh so he kind of changed it over there what he was doing and uh yeah it was really cool just to you know be on one of their albums one of their recordings that was just so I kind of wanted to return the favor. Plus, was something I was always thinking about, too. But I love uh, Jorgen's vocals, and I wanted to get him on a song, too. So, right.
1: I think what's really interesting about the metal community or even just the heavy music community is it's sort of like a family, right? I mean, everybody kind <clears> of, <throat> you're busy, like you said, you, you miss paths, but you still can connect and do that sort of thing. And I don't know that you find that in
0: any other genre. Definitely. right sure uh, yeah yeah it seems that way because you know i mean it's very uh niche what we're doing extreme music uh it's not for everyone and uh you know the fact 30 years later we could sit here and uh just like i could i could contact these guys and they're just like yeah, am yeah, for sure man. i'd love to do it you know right. and uh it's just you know it just i don't want to get sappy but you know really uh you know touches you you know yeah. Just, like, yeah wow these guys you know the solid guys and i appreciate that that you know they uh they helped me out on this you know that's great. You ever imagine you'd be doing this? You just said thirty years. You ever imagine you'd be doing this thirty years later? <laughs> uh, it's funny because, like, uh, you know, when you're in your uh, teens, uh, even though you think you're unstoppable and uh, uh, you know you got the world, you know, like right there at your at your feet and everything, uh, you still think like ahead, like, oh, I'm not going to probably do this when I'm fifty years old. And you see, you see other people saying this too. Like, I mean, even like. You know, I think I even seen Mick Jagger say the same thing Right Like way back and, you know, he's still doing it, right, right. So, uh, it's it, I, I probably, you know, I've sat back a few times In the scene, you know, over the years And, uh, you know, creating music and stuff like that Because, you know, it does take its toll It's like it's not a easy thing to do And to, right. to push it and to market it And to play shows It's a very uh, grueling, <laughs> you know yes. uh, Task to get out there, right Especially if you're all uh, DIY too Yes uh, So, you know you do you think like sometimes you know oh yeah i'll go I'll, I'll be you know by 50 oh man you know <laughs> right right and then you turn 50 and you're like holy shit i got this fire going on i you know i want to do all this stuff i haven't even got to and uh you know the last 10 years kind of went by so fast so right. it's like so and that's why i got like two bands now because i'm just kind of like just like making up for lost time almost you know like uh so, it's, it's as long as like, I can keep them under control, it's like everything's okay. So, uh, you know, but right. different writing styles too. So, it's like it's I'm kind of like uh, re energized at this point, like at 50, you know, like that's great. Yeah.
1: So, do you find that writing heavy music like this is cathartic for you?
0: Uh, kind of. I mean, I don't, uh, I never really uh, look at it as, a, as that kind of outlet, but I mean, like I just like to create music and uh, um, it's never, like the style yeah just creating the the music that process is is cathartic to me uh it doesn't have to be like uh, really like you know heavy or extreme or anything like that but the fact that those are the bands that i'm doing now is heavy and extreme and you know like that's kind of where i'm sitting with the music style so uh i'm happy with it and uh, i don't uh it's yeah some of yeah just the process is cathartic and all you know like the
1: Right, because I know as a listener it totally is you know you'd put on oh, an, for sure your favorite machine head record or whatever it is and you're like <coughs> you completely vent from the day driving home from work or do whatever but I was just curious from the artist perspective if you find it you know funneling all of
0: that frustration from the day or the week or anything into it uh, yeah yeah I guess that would come into like riffs and stuff like that and then like but as a when you when you package it as a whole and arrange it I mean it doesn't really seem like a, um just the heaviness of it is is the cathartic aspect of it when you're writing, right. uh, but like it does happen like when you're writing a riff, you'll have you'll be inspired by something or just like angry or whatever. You're like oh, and you get down there and you <laughs> right. so that's the cathartic part right there for sure. And then like you said, listening to music is like that's why I love listening to this stuff loud and you know heavy music and it's that's that's the cathartic thing at all oh, you know right there just like just bad driving and, yep. and so here i
1: am you know in my 50s as well and my wife doesn't get it because she's not a, really a music fan but yeah 55 still listening you know in the car yeah yeah it yeah. goes and finishing the song in the driveway and she'll call from the living room and say hey i can't even hear the tv
0: yeah,
1: yeah of, <laughs> you don't understand
0: <laughs> no actually yeah no i i have been uh with uh with some partners uh, some you know some girls who heard don't get the music thing sometimes. And that's like a really frustrating thing, you know, because uh, I'm, I'm always listening to music. I've always got car in the car, like music or, uh, you know, whatever I'm doing. So it's like, uh, it's just one of those things that's always been part of my life. And, uh, you know, I'm always humming songs and, you know, like, even if nothing's on, so it's just like, it's always there. And so like to have someone with me that that's doesn't get that part is just this is weird, you know, like, <laughs> so
1: everyone's got a, uh, a, I guess a story or a, Yeah, I guess the story of when, like, they first got into heavy music, when it first caught them. Like, so for me, I remember, like, (coughs) a record store when I was in junior high school, and Diary from Badman was on the shelf, and I picked it up, and, you know, it caught me, bit me, and then the journey began from there. What was yours?
0: Uh, I guess it goes a little bit further back, like, around nine years old or so. I remember, uh, I mean, you know, like, we always used to listen to the you know radio in my mom's car am or right. whatever it was you know and the, you know music you know you start hearing it and then i remember my mom bought me like around eight or nine years old she bought me like a tape deck with uh a am fm in it and i started taping songs off the radio all right. the time you know and uh, uh you know, i remember going to uh, um, you know some shopping place or whatever some you know and then they had records there and uh and I, one of the first albums I picked up was Kiss Dynasty, you know what I mean? You see the yeah. face on the cover. I was like, oh, wow, you know, but I already knew Kiss at the time, so I was just like, I got to get this. Right. And, uh, so I was like, that's when it kind of really started. And, you know, listening to the radio, like, they, you know, ACDC, Rush, um, you know, Pink Floyd, whatever else was on the radio at like, you know, 79. You know? Right. Uh, so it started from there, and then, it, you know, it always was, into rock. You know like uh, like i was saying like you know listening to acdc on the radio and stuff sure. and it just it goes from there to like we got into like heavier stuff like you start finding stuff like you know judas priest iron maiden and uh exciter you know like you just started getting heavier and heavier he- and heavier, and and heavier right and uh i think uh, you know it still hasn't really ended i mean like now like i'm listening to like you know stuff like Nocturnal graves and uh you know and it's just you know it's like fast and brutal and just you know the progression is right there like you know but Fair well, enough. So are you
1: planning on taking uh, tribes of or tribe of Pazuzu out on the road?
0: Uh, yeah, I would love to. I uh, I keep trying to do stuff, uh, but uh, having a band with like professional superstar players and it's like hard to get it out there and, uh, uh, you know, get to do, do my thing. Right. I mean, because like these guys are so busy. So. Right. And uh, I don't know if I don't even know the level to expect out there either. So, like, I don't want. You know, call it flow, and, uh, you know, we're going to, hey, we got a show and then we're playing like a little dinky place, right? I mean, like, I know he would probably expect more of a level of uh, quality and professionalism, you know, on his end. And I don't even know exactly what he would need. Uh, like, I'm trying to touch base with him now about, like, what his specifications are for playing live, you know, because I'm trying to set something up for this summer. It's still proving a little difficult, you know, yeah, so uh, it's definitely something I want to do. It's it's just uh, just got to do the timing of it, you know, so on top what to of do. what
1: you're saying, you know, getting the musicians organized. I also think it's probably a little tough out there because everyone is playing now. Right. The floodgates opened up sure. the pandemic and it's
0: everyone, yeah, everyone. Everyone. A lot of people use that time to get their stuff in order. Yes. And then as soon as it was over, everyone was ready to go. You know, right, like, but that floods uh, the
1: market and, you know, fans only have a certain amount of cash, right?
0: Right, true, and there's a lot of package tours going through, I see, like, you know like a lot of these big bands, they're all touring and uh, yeah. yeah, they're selling their shirts like 50 bucks, you know and it's like, I it's filthy, yeah, put the scene out there uh, but uh, um, I don't know, I think what we're doing is, is uh, still niche enough that uh, in that scene that we can still go out and do it, that it won't affect other tours. I don't think we're going to, you know, Aman and Marth is going to like affect what we're doing. You know what I right. mean? It's a little it's kind of different and, uh, you know, but I don't know, we're not at that level either. You know what I mean? Look, we haven't played, we haven't done the touring circuit. So it's, it's, it's like starting from scratch, but uh, it's just, you know, I mean, there's there's still a market for like underground shows for sure. Like, uh, oh yeah. you know, I don't think that's going away, you know, no, so no, no. That's, I'm happy that it's all back. And it's great playing shows again. I love it. Yeah. Like, like I've been playing with my other band, so uh, which is uh, called Nightless Death Cult, and okay. uh, we, so we've been playing with that, and uh, the show's been great, and it's just great back to get back to everything. So uh, slowly and surely, we'll get some tribe stuff going, but uh, it just got to be placed right, you know. Right.
1: Are you planning on uh, re- following the new business model of like releasing a, a single <laughs> six weeks or something like that with a video, or is it?
0: Uh, no, no, we still stick to the. I mean, like. Up until now, I just had the idea to do the EPs, and uh, that's how the first two EPs came about. And it was going to be three EPs in a row, but uh, after the second one got a little bit of traction, we were like, "Should we waste the time doing another EP?" And uh, the fans want an album, so it was just like, "Okay, well, let's do an album this time around." And uh, that's, uh because also there's there's a there's still some kind of uh, like not discrepancy, but the, like some people still put. EPs and uh, albums in different categories, and uh, yes. you know, like oh, album of the year, and you got an EP, and so so it's like oh, well, it's tough luck, rate. Eddie, you know, tough luck there. So it's like, uh, and I think that business model is probably like going to be fading soon. Like that's, a, but I hear people say that all the time, like about the full length album, you know, because I don't think even people have the attention span sometimes. You know, no. We talk about that a lot on the show. I mean,
1: you know, people like my son's age, they have the three minute attention span and then listen to like 30 seconds of that three minute song. But, you know, there are people like me who still, you know, I'm still the vinyl guy. Or you can't right. say, yes, but yeah, I'm still the vinyl guy. I'm right. listening to Van Halen too here. And, uh, you know, I love the way it was sequenced and made. And, you
0: know, it's a sure. process. Yeah, yeah, even, even the, the, the track list things are, you know, thought out, like, uh, you know, side A, side B, what's going to start, the right. uh, you know, what's going to end the album, what's so you know. You still think like that when you uh, uh, track a, an album. Uh, but I, I just think that uh, when you got Spotify and people just have random and just hearing one song here and there, like, uh, it t- changes the vibe a little bit and it just becomes something else. And I don't think people are, you know, uh, Always uh, checking out a whole album. No, you know. Uh, As an
1: artist, then is that something you're aware of when you're when you're putting together
0: a record? Uh, to a certain extent, uh, like I mean, I try to keep it interesting throughout the album, like the the way we uh, sequence it. Uh, but uh, it doesn't it doesn't affect the writing at all because I always put the strongest songs to go forward. You know what I mean? Like I like if, if there was ten songs. <laughs> and uh the last two got dropped a little bit just because they were not as strong as the other ones and uh we wanted to just you know kind of uh do everything just have you know like yeah right. <laughs> yeah i've got my last four words a little early there for me so you know like i'll have some <laughs> hand gestures that help you understand right no, no, that's I'm all doing. good
1: <laughs> that brings me to the end of my questions did i miss anything you wanted to cover
0: uh no not really i mean uh I think that was pretty much everything. It's, uh, you know, uh, is there something else you wanted to ask? Or, no, okay. I think we've uh, we've
1: covered them. I enjoyed just kind of... Okay, kind that's of pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I like just talking and going, you know, seeing where it ends up. So I know we didn't stay on Tribe the whole time, but...
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know what else to add to anything. Uh, Are you guys pretty active social media-wise, or is that... Yeah, yeah. It actually was kind of... It was pointed out because I have, uh, like I said, I have the other band called Nihilist Death Cult. Right. and the, the slogan we use on some social media is uh, make metal hate again. So it just just there's a very angry hardcore punk kind of thing with mm-hmm. metal influences death metal and everything but we just I find there's a lot of uh anger is missing from uh music and and I don't mean anger as in like uh or hate as in like any kind of weird social thing or whatever it's right. more of like just like an energy like a, there's a lot of things you can hate without crossing over into these like you know racism or whatever like right. people try to you know pigeonhole you into these things because you use the word hate and it's like well that's not what we're saying at all we're trying to say that uh the music needs an urgency it needs an anger about it it doesn't you're playing metal it's always 110 percent. it's not like uh right. you're playing it at 80 percent ever like it's it's you know like every musician that i play with this is, has to be at that level otherwise you're not going to get the point across you know what i mean right. so the the way the brutality is of the musicianship is the same way that we'd like the music to be. And it's, uh, it needs that anger behind it to kind of drive the point home. Otherwise you're, you're just playing like, right. like radio rock or radio metal, I guess it just doesn't have the right. same kind of uh, feel, you know? So that's, that's part of it. Like I would try to keep that in the music, you know? And uh, so, so, and one guy pointed out that, Oh, these guys for, for a band called Nihilist Death Cult, they have a lot of uh, social media going on. You know, right. and it's, it's like, it's, which is funny, but it's, it's all free. So it's just like, I, I take advantage of all the social media I can. It's just like, there's, uh, you know, being a DIY band, you have no right. other recourse, really. So you got to take what's available to you and kind of use it to your advantage. So right. that's what I, I try to do. But,
1: and I sort of <clears throat> liken that to the old tape trading sort of stuff, right? It's still that weird little underground network of getting your stuff out there and,
0: and yeah, saying... Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it, it has that thing because, like, I do share bands and music that aren't mine all the time. Like, I right. think it's new that I like coming out and I'd like to push stuff and, like, hey, this is new. Check this out. This guy's got a new album. Right. So I always like to do that. And, and uh... I'm not trading anything, but I'm like to share, you know, and I'm right. Like, hey, no, but I mean it, it
1: it kind of reminds me of that. Oh. that same sort of, you know, we're not trading tapes, but you're trading digital files and
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm turning everybody still, on to different stuff. Yeah, I'm still pushing bands and like promoting like stuff and hey, check this out. And you know, right. like uh so it's yeah, it's a lot of fun that way. And uh it is i, I, I do see very similar to that, like that kind of aspect, the trade trading yeah. stuff. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate hey, good it. Good luck with the record, be well. All right, thanks you too. Cheers, my friend. Have a good one.